we should read our Bibles. As men digging for buried treasure. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of peoples according to the number of the sons of God. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Take no part in the fruitless deeds of darkness, but yet expose them. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Life's a garden, man. You gotta dig it. Hello fellow treasure hunters, welcome to the excavation site. I'm Justin, alongside me we got Ben, Stephen, and Chad. We'll be your guides on this excursion. Hope you brought your shovel and your compass, because we got the map. Let's dig. What's going on, all my local guys and gals and long distance pals? We're back. We are back. Just me and Justin today. Back in a saddle again. Back in black. <laughs> Tell them about last night. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, if you guys are a member of the, the Facebook community, you know, the Dig Bible Podcast on Facebook, if you're not, you're missing out. Uh, went to a uh, Christian concert with uh, Toby Mack and the Newsboys. It was awesome. Mm, DC talk. <laughs> and we, uh, I shared a couple of lives and stuff from the, from the concert on the group for everybody. It was a good time. My, my wife's down on her back. I had to push her around in a wheelchair all all day so my back's a little taxed today <laughs> we don't need to hear no whining about it oh come on it makes me feel better <laughs> what about we, you what'd you get into i just working canning tomatoes all week you're always canning tomato canning something sacrificing chickens yeah well they they taste good <laughs> yeah we're we're trying to we're trying to not not spend as much money as we can especially the way everything seems to be going with food and everything like that. So, Oh, yeah. It definitely helps in these times to be uh, self-sufficient. Yeah, we got the means to do it, so we figured we ought to try anyways. Oh, yeah. So, Which today we're kind of going off on the fly. Uh, yeah. Our guest uh, we were supposed to have canceled on us last minute, so we had to uh, come up with something but there was a, a recent article that came out that i shared on our facebook uh, community that was really interesting so it's uh, kind of time sensitive and i think important to talk about so i think we're going to dive into that today yeah let's do that well you want to lead us off in prayer i can dear lord thank you for today thank you for your dying on us for the cross on the cross there to save us from our sins because we cannot do it on our own um please have us reach people that needs to reach please uh give us guidance as we go through this in jesus name amen amen so uh i found this article on uh twitter uh you know we're, right now you know we're getting getting legit we got uh you know the dig bible com. we got a twitter account uh instagram and facebook uh but on there i was uh i follow this uh thing called uh end times uh headlines they talk about prophecy, you know, coming to fruition and how it's, you know, relating today and stuff like that. And they shared this article that totally grabbed my attention and honestly scared me. And I thought it was worth sharing. So I shared it in the group and I was like, we need to do an episode and talk about this, go more in depth. But uh, 
this article, it says uh, scientists use stem cells to create synthetic mouse embryos. Pretty scary stuff. Yeah. Just like uh, last night, me and the wife watched Jurassic World, I get the new one. And they was, I mean, if you've watched the movie, uh, they do the same thing there. And uh, the main plot was a locust, right? Which we know in the Bible was one of the plagues, was locust. This was like a dinosaur locust. It was like, I don't know. Size of your Jeep? No, no, like a like a like a size of a feed bag. I only say that because I'm looking at one. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. It's probably 24 inches long. I mean, good size for a locust, you know. And the scientists, which if you know Jurassic Park, they're always messing with something. You know, to the to the end of the world, the dinosaurs kill everything. But uh, the the locust was supposed to die. You know, after so long, like a year of them being alive and then die off. Well, they wasn't dying. And they were eating all the crops. And then they started jumping uh, continents, you know, jumping the oceans and stuff. And it's kind of, kind of. I mean, you start playing with stuff. Start playing God. Start playing God. Bad stuff's going to happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many movies do you watch? You're like... I don't know if I'd do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to turn out bad. <laughs> but anyhow. But uh, I'll read this article to you guys for those who missed out on it. Uh, it says, scientists have created synthetic mouse embryos from stem cells without a dad's sperm or a mom's egg or womb. The lab-created embryos mirror a natural mouse embryo up to eight and a half days after fertilization containing the same structures, including one like a beating heart. In the near term, researchers hope to use this so-called embryos to better understand early stages of development and study mechanics behind disease without the need for as many lab animals. The feet could also lay the foundation for creating synthetic human embryos for research in the future. Research my butt. Yeah. We are undoubtedly facing a new technological revolution, still very inefficient, but with enormous potential, said Luis Montalio, a research professor at the National Biotechnological Center in Spain, who is now part of the research. It is the reminiscent of such spectacular scientific advances as the birth of Dolly the sheep and others. A study published Thursday in the journal Nature by Magdalena Zerneka Gotez, sorry if I butchered your name, at the California Institute of Technology and her colleagues was the latest to describe the synthetic mouse embryos. A similar study by Jacob Hanna at the Wiseman Institute of Science in Israel and his colleagues was published earlier this month in the journal Cell. Hanna was also a co-author of the Nature paper. Zerneka Gotez, an expert in stem cell biology, said one reason to study the early stages of development is to get more insight into why the majority of human pregnancies are lost at the early stage and embryos created, created for in vitro fertilization fail to implant and develop up to 70% of cases. Studying natural development is difficult for many reasons, she said, including the fact that very few human embryos are donated 
research and scientists face ethical constraints. Hmm. Building embryo models is an alternative way to studying these issues. To create synthetic embryos or embryosis described in the nat Nature paper, scientists combine embryonic stem cells and two other types of stem cells, all from mice. They did this in the lab using a particular type of dish that allowed the three types of cells to come together. While the embryos they created weren't all perfect, Zeneca Gotez said the best ones are indistinguishable from natural mouse embryos. Besides the heart-like structure, they also develop head-like structures. So like I said, if you guys want to find that article, it's on uh, endtimesheadlines.com. You can find that. But uh, pretty scary stuff. Did they say ethical restraints? Yeah. You're talking, you when, know. when have they ever had anything ethnical? Well, what they're talking about is us crazy Bible-thumping Christians that don't want them playing God. Huh. Giving them a hard time. Yeah, holding up their their evolution of science. We're holding them back. Because us dumb Christians. Evolution. That's a joke. <laughs> Anyways. But, you know, this is important because just, you know, as our, our scripture tells us, you know, as it was in the days of Noah. Oh, yeah. Know, it's Luke 17, uh, 26. As it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be in the days of the return of the Son of Man. That's right. You know, we're talking end times. And the thing is, you know, like we've said before, to know any story before you get to the end, you got to know the beginning real well, right? That's right. Being what what happened to Genesis in, six? That's right, Genesis. I was about <laughs> to ask you what happened in Genesis six. You know, take us there. Okay, so you had the sons of God saw the beautiful women and took what they wanted to be their as their wives, right? So you got angels coming down, making wives. Okay, in those days. For some time after, giant Nephilim lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God, the angels that come down, had intercourse with the women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they taught or imagined was constantly and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry that he even made them, right? So layman's terms, your, your, your version with what we know, Genesis 6, the book of Enoch, layman's terms, Reader's Digest for the simple man, what happened here? Okay, so what happened was, obviously the angels come down, it tells us that. Angels come down and had relations with the women of their choosing. One, ten, twenty women of their choosing, whatever they wanted. They're angels. I mean, just think if an angel walked up to us, we'd be in such awe. What happens in the whole Bible? Angel shows up, they fall down to worship them. Fear not. Yeah, well, fear not. But they, <laughs> the the person that the angel's talking to, and the angel has to say, hey, 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 I'm not God. I was just sitting here to tell you something. Right, so they must so, be obviously beautiful and magnificent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So you know, they could have their choosing. Yeah, I would easy. suppose. Yeah, I don't think the women were going. I don't think so. Yeah, your hair's not nice. 
<laughs> but anyhow, Bookie What's your Enoch, income? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, Bookie Enoch gets into talking about it, and they they started the the offspring, the Nephilim. I mean, they were just wild. I mean, just they did everything. They had sex with other humans, animals. Started splicing DNA stuff, creating creatures that were never supposed to be created. You know, like we were talking earlier um, in that Jurassic Park movie, and I was telling them about it. No, you don't do that. And when you read all the, you know, the ancient texts, you know, the Greek mythology and all this stuff, it talks about the centaurs and right. all these crazy oh, yeah. beasts. Half, you half know. horse, half man. Yeah. Half what? Goat and man. Yeah. You have all kinds of... And and those weren't just some make-believe stories because they're in all kinds of different... Cultures throughout cultures. the world. Right. Well, the book Enoch, it says, you know, that, you know, they they devoured humanity. You know, they became oh. cannibalism. They you know? did, yeah. And they... They sinned against the the beasts of the air and the field, and then you know, and that's what a lot of people think they were messing with the, with the gene pool and DNA splicing and and making these hybrid creatures and stuff because that's what the fallen angels essentially done. They bred with with with, uh, with the women and made half breed Nephilim giants messing right. and corrupting God's creation. So therefore, that corruption even went as far as to uh, the animals of of God's creation. So. Not only were they corrupting God's gene pool, it says in the book of Enoch, they also taught them forbidden knowledge, taught them the art of war, taught them uh, how to even uh, abortion. It says that they taught them how to slay the embryo in the womb. So it's not far-fetched to say that among these many things that the book of Enoch says that these fallen angels taught humanity, that's why they were worshipped as gods. You know, it's not far-fetched to say that you know, some scientific DNA splicing and manipulation was not one of those hidden things taught. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it says that, like you're saying, they, they brought all kinds of knowledge with them that we weren't ready to have. Not saying that God would have never given it to us, but he did not at that moment, you know. And that was, like, part of their their sin, you know, obviously coming down having sex with the, the women, but... We weren't we weren't ready for that knowledge yet. Okay, so in that same chapter though, later, because of this, obviously, it's the same chapter, just a few verses down, that the flood came, right? That's right. And we said, you know, as it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be in the second coming of the Son of Man. So when you get to uh, the flood, you know, it says, uh, verse nine says, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was very corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. So these are all effects from these fallen angels and what they done. And one thing I want to touch on right here, because I know a lot of people want to take the supernatural out of the Bible and try to wrap their modern head around it. You know, you can't... This, like, this is an ancient text. You have to read it in the context in the way that they read it and they believed. You know, just because we don't believe in the supernatural don't mean that they didn't. You know what I mean? Right. They saw... And well, they, you can they, look back and yeah. they saw things, obviously. If you believe what your Bible says, they saw things that we don't see today. 
You know what I mean? We, we don't see the presence of God coming down on the temple. We don't see no. God parting the Red Sea. We don't see the spiritual warfare of the plagues and all that stuff in Egypt. Uh, Mount Carmel, you know, when the fire, uh, where the lightning bolt come down and uh, struck the sacrifice. These people were seeing great and supernatural things back then. They wrote about it. If you believe what your Bible says, just because we don't see it now, we, we, we think that, oh, they're primitive or, or stupid. Right, or just they're just stories. They're stories to understand. Yeah. No, I believe my entire Bible. Yeah, well, you can't, you have to believe it all or believe none of it. Yeah, you can't cherry pick what no. you want to believe. You believe it all or believe none. But this word here, blameless, says these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. What? T- Noah tell walked what, with God. Yeah, tell them what blameless in that era meant. Because Noah was a drunk. They said that he would drink till he passed out drunk. It, it does. say that. So being blameless but being a drunk does not, does not mesh very well. Okay, it says here in my uh, Logos. Study, study thing for Logos, it says blameless. The Hebrew word used here is tamim, refers to being free from defect. It also is uh, often used in sacrificial context to describe an unblemished animal presented to God. However, this does not mean Noah was sinless. This phrase is similar to the modern descriptions like wholesome, godly, or honorable. So, like you said, he, he obviously wasn't without sin. It says right here, this word to men right, for blameless. It was used to describe animals in the sacrificial system. Well, what was important in the sacrificial system? The blood. The blood. The blood was pure. Yeah. What saves you? Yeah. Christ's blood. Yeah, exactly. It's so, all the blood. That's why, right. Why, if these Nephilim, you know, giants were, you know, causing all this corruption, the fallen angels come down, messed with God's DNA pool, corrupted the blood and God's creations of not only his humans but his animals it says yeah and everything so and that chose these eight people right to restart hit the reset button and not only he chose these people it was because people, of the blood they were the only pure creation that traced back to Adam right but also the eight didn't go out and collect the animals either no. God sent the so God sent the animals he wanted on the ark. Yep. They didn't go out and just gather animals. So he made sure the animals on the ark were also blameless. They had that blood. And where else do we see uh things like this of messing with DNA and, and you know, what some scriptures describe as chasing strange flesh. You know, Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. There's something there that a lot of people look over. You want to share that with them? We were talking about that okay, earlier. Okay, so Solomon Gomorrah, Jude 6. So I want to remind you, though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nations of Israel from Egypt, and later he destroyed those that did not remain faithful. And I remind you of the angels who did not stay within their limits of authority the fallen angels, the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prison of darkness waiting for the great day of judgment. Don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns which were filled with immoral or immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. You see that today. 
every kind. Those cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning to the eternal fire of God's judgment. And, I mean, for today, we're just, we've just ignored. I mean, Sodom and Gomorrah is just kind of, nobody even thinks about it no more. Oh, yeah. And the one thing, too, there's a lot of people miss. You know, where it says right here, and, and I, I use the ESV, it says, Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desire, right. serve as an example of undergoing a punishment of eternal fire and some translations even uses the the, uh, the terminology is uh, chasing strange flesh right and, and remember, so that could be animals it could be angels it could be anything that god same, didn't design for right. it to be on yeah, i've got the uh, i'm on logos as well i'm reading now the new living translation the study bible part it says God's judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah had had became proverbial. And it said, then it says, see Genesis eighteen seventeen um, through nine. It's either through or and nineteen twenty six. It's God dash Luke seventeen twenty six through twenty nine. Neighboring towns, Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty three, mentions uh, was that Adma and. Every kind of sexual perversion probably refers to homosexuality. And that's part of it, too. Yeah, anything that right. was not originally like God's original design, a corruption Man and woman. of it. Correct. But one thing I think people look over was when the angels came to Sodom and Gomorrah to rescue Lot before the judgment came, it said the angels went into Lot's house, and then the people of the town came forward beating on the door and said and the men them. the men that uh, went into your house let them out so we may have sex with them they were cha you know and a lot of people focus on well you know it was men on men it was homosexuality because the angels were men well it doesn't say that the men of the town it says the people of the town so there's maybe the whole town there was women yeah the, the whole strange town. unnatural thing was they they knew that they were angels it goes back to genesis 6 they were chasing after strange flesh or just something yeah or just something that they haven't had before well i mean right because you know i mean i mean people have been i doing mean if, that. the following right well i mean coming down just, and just with look, i'm looking at like the, i mean i agree with what you're saying but i look at this also so if they're just think about it in, in you know, you meet somebody new. They're strange. You don't know who they are. Not strange like weird strange, but they're a stranger. So if the town, hey, you have someone, you have a stranger, let us have them. We want them. That means the whole town has slept with everybody. If you look at it just in that that aspect. I mean, obviously, it was just as common as coming over and knocking on your neighbor's door and asking hey, for a cup of sugar. Yeah, hey, let's... Uh, hey, let us sleep a, with your, your friend yeah, you brought over. Yeah, I'm a... We'll bring them back. Yeah, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> See, it all goes down to, you know, like we talked about in that article. You know, this is all relevant because it's the corruption of the DNA and uh, of God's creation. Well, yeah, I mean, look... I mean, I'm not trying to get into the homosexuality stuff, but look at today, you know, monkeypox. 
where they say it come from. If you stay within the rules of the way God wants it to be, monkeypox would never exist. Or AIDS, for that matter. Or AIDS. I mean, look at all. The, I mean, when you go and a lot God's of diseases. Wheel, there's there's yeah. judgment. That's right. There's repercussions. And I know some some people. This will be hard to listen to, but that it's the truth. There's there's one way to do things. But anyhow, that was a side but, note. But one parable that Jesus talked about, I want to touch on that a lot of people have a different perspective on that some people miss. You know, uh, the wheat and the tares parable in Matthew chapter 13, it starts in verse 24. Let me read this to you and l- allow me to give you a different perspective and just let you soak that in and ponder on it for a little while. It says in verse 24, he put, he put another parable before them saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds amongst the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, least in gathering the weeds, you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Now, I've heard this, and I'm sure you guys have too, talking about, the righteous and the unrighteous, the separation, you know, the separating of the wheat and the chaff. I want to give you a a different perspective. And with that, okay, it says, while the men were sleeping, the enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. What if the enemy that it's referring to here is Satan and the fallen angels? Because, you know, we are of, of Eve's seed. You know, in Genesis it says, right. you know, that... Uh, where, the, where the seed does smash the head. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the prophecy of that, it says the, the, the seed of the woman will crush the, the head of the serpent. Right. And it said that, you know, she will, he will put amenity between the seed of, of Eve right. and the, the serpent's seed. Yep. That's right. It's not saying it's two human seeds. It, 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 it's a distinction. It's mankind and divine. The Nakash, Satan, was not human. It, but it says his seed. Then it says Eve, her seed. They will put amenity between right. the two. And it says here the enemy came down and sowed uh, weeds amongst the wheat and then went away. These fallen angels. Did they not come down into God's plantation, earth, and corrupt? Yep, they did. Yep. And plant their own seed? Okay. And then went away? But it says here, you know, it says the servant said. Now they're growing all in between. Yeah. And it said, and the servant said, you know, Master, should we go and pull them up? He said, no. You know, let let them grow beside each other. At least you pull out the weeds and, and uproot the wheat. But harvest time will separate them. And we'll burn the weeds, throw it into the eternal fire. 
Judgment Day. So, what if the serpent seed it's pretty, is it's, walking amongst yeah. us now? Well, just that I look at it like this. What if it's the followers, followers of Christ is the wheat seed, and the ones who deny Christ is the the tares, you know, the yeah. the weeds. And that's what I've always been taught in church. Right. That's what I've always heard. Thank, and I was just reading this for the first time, like in a different viewpoint, because it says in Genesis, you know, there's Eve's seed and the serpent seed. They're not right. the same seed. No, they're not. And this is a parable about planting seeds. Two different kind of seeds, and the enemy put the bad one. The enemy is that ancient twisting serpent, Satan. You know, just something to think about. I ain't saying this is what it is, but right, you know it's, what I mean? it's yeah, it's got some similarities. It makes you think, and I see what you're saying, and what I'm saying at the like, same time, just, not yeah. all, not your yeah. way, my way, same right. same dualism, right? But what I'm getting at is, yeah, that's you know, I ain't saying that's not that's going kinda, on, but right. at the same time. Is it too off to say that that Satan's seed is not amongst us also? And just oh, it like definitely in the flood, is. Just like in the flood. Yeah. God's I, not going to destroy it, the entire crop over the bad seed. The guy down there in Waco that had all Koresh. them women follow him or whatever. David Tell me that ain't the devil's seed. Yeah. I mean, they're out there. Just but, straight evil. Oh, yeah. But to tie off my point and why I was going to that was uh, Jude 12. Now, listen to this. It says, These are hidden reefs at your love feasts, as they feast with you without fear, shepherds feeding themselves, waterless clouds swept along by winds, fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea casting up foam of their own shame, wandering stars for whom the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved for. It was also about these that Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on all and to convict all the ungodly of all their deeds of ungodliness that they have committed in such an ungodly way and all of the harsh things that the ungodly sinners have spoken against him. So I want to back up to here where it's describing these things. It says they're hidden reefs. Well, what, what does hidden reefs do? When well, you're a they, ship and you're sailing, yeah. you don't see them until you hit them. Right. Titanic, perfect example. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, so, you know how the why the Titanic sunk, don't you? Oh, I don't even want to know. What, what what crazy theory you got? Oh, it ain't a theory. <laughs> the engineer who designed the ship said not even God could sink this ship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just know how your mind <laughs> and works. And down it went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tempted to God. But it says here. It says you know when it's describing these these people or things, it says they are waterless clouds. Well, you know, science tells us now. What's a waterless cloud? A cloud is waterized. It's vapor. Vapor. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, in other words, that tells me fake clouds. Or lying fake. Now, hear me out. Okay. Jesus says to Nicodemus, you know, he says, 
you know, to be born again. He was confused, right? Oh, yeah. He's like, he said, you, you must born be again? born of water and of spirit. Right. Baptism. No. 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 That was a coin of phrase okay. back then to refer to a natural childbirth. Mm. To be born of water, the woman's womb, her water That's breaks. That's right. That's right, because he his forth. response is, how do I go back in my mother's womb? Yeah, so number one. So yeah, that makes sense. You must be naturally born. Well, who's here that's not naturally born? I mean, why, why say that? Jesus. Well, I guess he, he was he, naturally no, born. No, he was naturally born. We're talking yeah. about, I, where I'm going is yeah. DNA splicing and manipulation. Okay, yeah. Okay. It says, must be born of water and spirit. Born of water equals human. You know, it talks about the the mother's womb bursting forth. You know, humans without natural birth. I, I think Nephilim. Yeah, because they they weren't they were, they were supposed so to be natural. They probably, probably killed the women. Coming killed out. the woman. Yeah, they probably had to be cut out of the womb. You know, and the thing is, a waterless cloud is not a cloud. No. So a Nephilim half breed human is not a a human human. It's mm. a fruitless tree. Right, because and then it mentions well, it, right in this same the verse, same, it talks about Enoch, yeah, the fallen just, angels. It's all in context, right? Here. But uh, so getting back, you know, t- with the whole thing of corrupting God's DNA, you know, this is what this was about. This article, as it was in the days of Noah, said they sinned against the beast of the air. We get all these ancient stories about you know half breed demigods. Uh, right, Hercules yeah, and Thor and all this men stuff. cars and yeah. all these crazy creatures because of these angels that come down and mess with God's creation and, and corrupted the gene pool, and that's why the flood came, and that's why Noah was saved because he was the only pure blood human that did not that didn't corrupt his flesh. Correct, because so he, he wasn't was, perfect. He was the only connection back to the, God's original creation. The bloodline all the way back to Adam. Yeah. So now, fast forward to present day, what are we doing? <laughs> what have we been doing? Now we're messing they, with DNA. They're, they're just we're now splicing like, again. So it says yeah. in that article, it's a matter of time before they start doing this with humans. Well, I look at it like this. They're, How long is God's patience going to wait? Well, this they're they're finally admitting it, that they're doing this. How long have they been doing it oh, and yeah. not, you know, covered it up? That's my... So we're seeing biblical pr- prophecy come to fr- fruition in front of right. our very eyes, okay? And, you know, for a, for Christians, it, I mean, it is kind of scary, but it's, you know, at the same time, it's exciting. God's yeah, coming yeah, soon. Yeah, I mean, it says to pray. But for those pray for his return every day. that don't have Christ, you know, very, just like you, in the days of Noah, the, the door's yeah. starting to close. Your oh, time yeah. is running short. If you don't know Jesus Christ... I, just just think about that. Think about what Noah had to deal with. You know, because they made fun of him for years as he built the ark, right? Then all these animals show up. So you know the townsmen seen it, right? So all the animals show up. And then the flood starts, the rain starts coming as he's closing the door. And they're all begging to get on his boat. As it was in the days of Noah. I know it. So it shall be. It shall be. We thank you for listening to the Dig Bible Podcast. Questions, comments, or future episode ideas, we'd love to hear from you at the dig 423 at gmail.com. If you enjoy our content, don't forget to share, subscribe, and check out our Facebook group at the Dig Podcast. 
Remember, you can't lean on a shovel and pray for a hole. You gotta dig. <laughs>